I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome back to the show. My name is Dan, your host, and I'm joined today by the president of our board of directors and longtime volunteer. Uh, his name is Bill Fur. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the offer to join in. Hey, man, I, you know, you and I can just sit and talk for no reason, or we can sit and talk for a reason. Either way, it's going to be a while. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So Bill, in addition to being the president of our board of directors, you're also involved in our facilities. So you see from all different angles, the needs of DASIS. Is that right? That is correct. So, you know, we've 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 had a hundred episodes where we've given, uh, you know, ton of information, interviews, support, everything else. And so, for the hundred and first episode of "I'm Not in an Abusive Relationship," we thought it would be uh, a good idea to ask. Now, right? We've had thousands and thousands of listeners, and and we're hoping to drum up a little bit of support. So. That's the focus of today. Let's talk about what we need as an organization. Um, where do you, when when you tell people your involvement, what do you usually respond to? And they say, well, how can I help? Well, the uh, we have a facilities committee uh, on the board and there was this loud sucking sound when they found out that I knew how to do a lot of that stuff. <laughs> and so I've been uh, involved with a 104 year old building that sleeps 30 uh, that was rented to us by the Presbyterian Church in Three Rivers um, until just recently, uh, probably over 25 years, and they charges this exorbitant rate of a dollar a year. <laughs> and we had to pay utilities, maintenance, and upkeep. Um, welcome to the maintenance and upkeep part. That would be me. Mm -hmm. And every uh, friend of mine that has any abilities in that kind of stuff, um, I drag over and they're very happy to help, which is uh, really, really pretty cool. But as you can imagine, a 104-year-old building um, with 10 or 11 foot ceilings. Uh, the upstairs has four pretty large bedrooms. There are two bathrooms in the facility, uh, one big one on the main floor, and then a 
smaller one on the second floor with the four bedrooms. But uh, they both have um, a full bath. So uh, when we started the remodeling process, which was about two and a half years ago, um, our first uh, project, which was in desperate need of complete gutting and starting again, was the kitchen. So I have a very good friend that is a outstanding woodworker. And literally, we took everything out of the kitchen with the exception of the framing for the um, there were 28 covered doors and drawer fronts uh, that we took off, but we left the shell. And at his shop, uh, allegedly scrap lumber that he had, uh, he rebuilt um, doors and drawer fronts for that entire kitchen mm. um, as his one of his many donations to the board and to the shelter. So we then uh, completely new countertop, new flooring, uh, new microwave fan unit, uh, the ceiling tiles, we took all of those down and um, put up new, we painted the, the framing for that. Um, so it was a, a project that, uh, our goal was to have it done by Thanksgiving and we started in October and we had it done a couple days before Thanksgiving. So, uh, this guy on top of all the other woodwork, um, built a, uh, table and benches for the eating area in the kitchen that can seat 12 people. Uh, the table we had in there prior to that would seat six. So uh, obviously there's more people there than that, but uh, not usually all eating at the same time. So it gave us a lot bigger area. And then in that same area, there's a washer and a dryer. So we, created a closet for that with a fairly heavy gauge curtain that would close. So when you were eating, you didn't have to look at the washer and dryer. So that's, that's kind of how it began. Um, and from there, um, the two bathrooms were also in desperate need. Um, I've been on the board of DASA's since oh, probably the late 90s. And they have been in that facility. Um, Pat Hillman was the executive director that uh, recruited me. And the uh, the building is uh, called the Hillman House in her honor. 
Uh, she and her husband now have relocated down south, but she was our executive director for 15, 17, 18 years, and just a first first class uh, gal. But uh, got me involved, but there wasn't a whole lot of money uh, to do any of the stuff that needed to be done. Uh, Home Depot gave us a $2,000 grant, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that we used on the kitchen. But with my friend Gary and his son and a couple other people, uh, when we finished the kitchen, we still had about $300 left on that account. And then we put that towards the, the downstairs bathroom, which is the bigger of the two. And um, have been getting uh, different fun funders. Um, we are blessed right at the moment that there's the Lyons family out of the Dwajak area that uh, once a year their company uh, picks a source that they would like to donate money to. And without giving the grand total of what they've donated the last few years, uh, it's gonna come close to um, help us on some of the projects we have coming up. So, um, so both bathrooms are now done, but we're at the point now, uh, which I've shared with the board a number of times that, um, the building is heated by a boiler system with radiators. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think the boiler is original to the house, but a handful of those radiators could be. Mm -hmm. So, but the boiler system has been there long before I started with them. It works, but the plumbing part of it um, there's some leakage. Um, it's, it's been time to completely upgrade that or replace it. And we found that it's going to be easier to replace than uh, repair. Mm. So do you want me to take a breath and have you ask a couple of things? At the <laughs> I mean, uh, I tell you, we, we could, we could save a story hour for hours, right? Yeah. Um, so, so as you described the shelter, I mean, that's one aspect of what DASIS does. And it's a huge part of what DASIS does, kind of our, our flagship, so to speak. Um, there's a whole bunch of needs, but I'm, I'm really interested that as you're talking about the shelter, listeners from anywhere around the world, and we have them in over 100 countries. So if you're listening, you know, somewhere outside of the U.S., uh, hello. We have listeners all across, supporters all across our country and around the world they can't necessarily come help you build or redo like, let's say the HVAC system. Right. But they can help with donations. Um, you know, th that's kind of what I hear you saying is that like, it takes cash, yeah. maybe, maybe gift cards to like home Depot or something like that. That um, would certainly uh, work. Um, we've done a adopt a room program. So, and we've had a couple uh, groups out there that have done that. So like a bedroom 
to do what it would take to renovate one of these bedrooms, which if they're 14 by 16 with a 11 foot ceiling, um, we're replacing floors, we're replacing windows, we're, um, mm. uh, my, my goal when I retired from teaching and started doing this almost on a full-time basis, when I first walked into the shelter after not being there for about five years, uh, brought tears into my eyes. It, uh, I want this place to appear to be a home and welcoming to these people. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in that day about five years ago, it gave me an impression of an institution versus a home. Oh, okay. And so my goal since that moment was to, I want this place to look friendly. And uh, the colors of the walls as we're painting, there is color. Um, it's not all just beige. Mm -hmm. And uh, the kids' room has got things on the floor and on the walls that make it. Uh, they're going through a situation that is beyond something that we can fix readily. But at least we can use the shelter as a place that they feel a little more comfortable. So, but the adopt a room uh, concept, um, you know, somewhere between 600 and 750 would do the complete room renovation. Yeah. So we've had um, like the Sturgis Women's Club did that, uh, Borough to Engage did that. So we've got some of that, but uh, the building is so big that right at the moment are two major uh, things that we need funding help for. Uh, one is the heating and cooling system for the entire home. And I have sources that will install that for free, but the system itself there's obviously some major costs for that. And the other one is the original wood siding on the exterior of this building is still original. And we have decided that instead of scraping and painting that, um, a two-story building 100 years ago is the height of what a three-story building would be today. So it's a very large building. Mm. Um, but we're going to use <clears throat> vinyl siding um, to go over uh, the wood siding to make it, again, um, a lot more. We don't have a huge sign out front that says this is the domestic assault shelter. Right. So it's... But when people do come, uh, we'd like them to be coming into something that uh, looks like it's a little more modern. Uh, the other thing that we're working pretty hard on is a uh, security system that is a little more modern 
they certainly have systems now that do 50 times more than what our current system does because um, their safety obviously is is at the top of our list so yeah. um and when you talk about the size of the house bill like like first of all the outside the 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 vinyl siding that's that's a factor but also like inside when you talk about the size of those rooms it's it's be like the square footage or yardage or whatever you want to call it, of like paint of you know other things that we're using for that like that's why that's why we're talking about that right because it takes more money to renovate a bedroom in that size of a house that it does like in, you know, my home or whatever. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's, and there are a typical bedroom has at least two, oh, five foot tall windows that are about two and a half feet wide. And a couple of the bedrooms have three of those. Um, none of which are, insulated windows they aren't broken but as far as the energy efficiency of them um we try to uh we've had a uh very um generous person that has actually donated a dozen windows for us um about eight of which I think we can use and the other ones we don't have a, uh, it just doesn't match something that we need. Um, but the, the downstairs area, there's a fairly good sized room that we refer to as the kids room. And then next to that is kind of a, uh, more of a family roomish kind of thing with the TV and the windows in the kids' room um, are about nine feet tall. Whoa. Um, it goes around a wall. So kind of like the, you have two that are on an angle that then join this middle section of windows. And um, our plan is that we're, we're going to, uh, the administrative offices of the shelter are also in the building. So you have the people that are running this place 24-7 have an office area on the first floor. So we've tried to make that a little more, um, our doors that we've set up so that the kids just don't walk in as they're meeting with the client, uh, you know, so it's uh, a little bit separate. Correct. And that uh, area has three offices and kind of an open office area. Um, But it, it doesn't really have a small conference room, which is needed for, a meeting with a um, a victim and children that mm-hmm. you're with all at the same time. So we've decided to 
take out the door that goes out the back of the building onto a deck. And that door is going to be taken out. That little vestibule area will then be opened up and added to one of the offices to make that the size of a small conference room. Gotcha. Then the nice. window thing in the kids area, the middle section of those windows will be uh, taken out and a exit door going out to the back uh, area will be put in there. So things like that, that you just kind of take for granted that is something that we want to do. Yeah. Everything has a price tag on it. So yeah. um, yes, I would think that we are always open to, um, as the people that know me, I never say no to anything that you want to give us. Right. So five dollars up to thousand, you know, yeah. please uh, feel free. Yeah. To send it our way. Um, and that's easy cards, to do too. Yes. Yeah. The gift cards for the Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, those always help. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times um, when I get those, I will leave them at the shelter. So if something comes up when I'm not around, uh, somebody can go over to Home Depot and pick up a something that uh, they can fix. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I, you know, I said probably 50 times to the board that uh, when I write my book, uh, the, uh, one of my favorite chapters will be the text messages I get from the shelter folks. Uh, yeah. Uh, it usually starts with, hi, Bill, how you doing? How's your day? Oh, by the way, the refrigerator is not working. And, uh, so it there's always you know it's coming, but you're yeah. not quite sure what that's going to be. So, uh, so it, it's interesting. Like you, you said, when I'm not around, they can do it. But I I feel like it's also a empowering uh, situation where you know the the clients of the shelter. Now I, I realize like the clients of the shelter aren't going out to buy it, but the staff go do that and then they do it. But it's still like this community home yes. that maybe, you know, it's empowering to have everybody just take care of their space. So it feels more like a home rather than, well, we got to call maintenance. Now, obviously they call or text you and you are the magician, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. It feels very community that way. Well, and they do have uh, a pretty good set of uh, responsibilities that they, uh, the clients have. Mm -hmm. They do need to, uh, in the kitchen, whatever's going on, they have to clean up. Mm -hmm. uh, we took out the dishwasher intentionally. Mm -hmm. So they have to wash uh, whatever dishes and pots and pans they use, they have to wash. Mm -hmm. um, the bathroom maintenance, um, I've got on the list of things when we do get uh, a little better handle on some funding 
I'd like to bring in a professional um, cleaning service once a month mm. to go over the entire building. Uh, oh, there you go. As hard as we work to teach them how to clean a bathroom, uh, you have people that are dealing with a hundred things that are more critical to them in their lives at that moment than getting the sponge out and washing off the counter in the bathroom. So sure. um, I, I finally do have them convinced that toilet paper in the toilet is our preferred method versus paper towels. Okay. Paper towels involve a build trip. Yep. To the shelter. Yep. To use this massive auger system that we've got generated. Yep. Uh, but again, you know, how in, in my world, I have four kids and they're all married and I have 12 grandkids. Um, I've kind of programmed them to what is okay and what's not okay. Yeah. Um, I'm blessed that I have the ability to do that. These people uh, came out of a situation where they might've had one uh, big bag that they put their stuff in and came to us. Yeah. Um, so we're pretty forgiving there, but we, we do have uh, things that are posted inside of what you're responsible to take care of. And uh, the room, the bedrooms are one, the bathrooms are one, and the kitchen is one. So, so again, it's, you know, talking about the, the, the shelter in particular, but our, all of our needs, I mean, obviously financial donations are huge. Um, I said earlier, it's really easy. Day says mi.org forward slash donate, or if just on our homepage at the bottom, it's make a donation. Um, Bill, I love the idea of sponsoring rooms. You know, if you if you're a listener, if you're a listener and you have either the funds yourself or you work for a company or own a company, you know, six hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever you want to to sponsor a room for like this year or whatever. Um, yeah. We have lots of rooms to do. <laughs> yeah. Always maintenance. Um, you know, if if you own a cleaning service in the area, uh, St. Joe County, Kalamazoo County, Cass County, Van Buren, wherever you are, um, let's talk. Maybe you can donate once a month to that. Uh, if you are a listener in our area, your time can be a donation. Come help Bill build stuff. Um, you know, we'll do some some vetting, obviously, but uh, we we take volunteers for that. Um, the before you leave that one, the trickiest part for us on volunteers for helping us do things. Mm -hmm. um, exterior projects, it's easier. Interior projects, it's gonna take me three months to get them through a background check. Okay. And so I rarely turn down helpers, but I in the um, we had one project that we ran that was a uh, clean the inside of the building day on a Saturday. And it was done with, uh, with a church group. And there were about 14 people that came in 
we've done some pretty good checking. All of the people had been moved out to the church for the day. Um, but later that night, one of our uh, clients got a uh, text message from uh, ex-boyfriend that was somebody's cousin that came with them to this event. And the text message to the client was, I've been in there. I know where you are. I know how to get in all these different entrances. Uh, um, and there's no way for us to keep them all away. Yeah. But we found that um, we have kind of a set group that will let do interior work. But uh, the exterior work, uh, we can keep them outside and that works. Yeah. Um, what about, you said earlier, you, you don't turn down donation of any kind. Um, what about, you know, I, you hear about like, oh, I've redone my house. And so I have extra beds to do something with and blah, blah, blah. And like, what do we do about that? Do we take big donations? Do we have storage? Do we say it's on a case by case basis? What does that look like? Usually case-by-case case basis. Uh, the bedrooms, a few years back, somebody donated um, metal, pretty stout uh, bunk bed units. So we have those in all of the bedrooms hmm. uh, to maximize our number of people we can put in a room. Hmm. Uh, and then the mattresses that... Um, were given with that, um, that's uh, an area we'd rather not have you donate that because no. with bed bugs and all the other things we have to go through, mm -hmm. um, we have a source where we purchase those. Gotcha. Um, that would be an adopt or a donation kind of thing to help us with that. Gotcha. Um, the things that... Uh, they have a listing, which I think they recently put on Amazon, that is a list of things that are on their wish list. So that's a good place to go if you're um, looking for something specific you want to send us. Um, that's usually helpful. Uh, the building materials, um, I guess if you have access to some, uh, either email me through the shelter or through DASIS and tell me what you've got. And like with the windows and all that kind of stuff, I, I have a big truck and a trailer and I physically went there, picked it up and brought it back to the shelter. So it's not one you'll have to get to us i'm i'm happy to uh get a couple of guys or gals with me and go pick them up but um okay. the uh the next door neighbor to the shelter is letting us use a scaffolding system when we start doing the siding um out of the western sky. That wasn't one I had on the list. <laughs> Would somebody please give me a scaffolding? Right. 
Um, my wife has already kind of said, once I get near the 12 foot range, dealing with ladders, <laughs> um, she would prefer that I'm nowhere near that, but with sure. a scaffold, I'm thinking, how oh, how dangerous could that be? But <laughs> don't don't ask that, Bill. How dangerous could this be? We don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> no. So, but yeah. no, I think uh, what I've always enjoyed about the way the shelter has worked is we are adaptable and we're flexible with. Um, there's so many different ways that you can help us. Um, but it's just getting uh, the connections made. Uh, we are blessed that we're one of the larger benefactors through United Way. So um, they help us every single year. And Kelly Hotstetler and her group uh, do a great job uh, watching out for us. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one way if your staff are giving to that within the work of donations or however they do that. Uh, we are seeing a good chunk of that. But if you would like to, uh, we've had a couple groups that teamed up to do an adoption of a spot. Maybe you only have 150 bucks, but if four of you get together, there's six and there's a room. So um, Dan and I are both two that are um, fairly far out of the box Mm -hmm. and willing to uh, listen to what you'd like to help us with and we'll we'll run with that. Mm -hmm. For sure. And again, it's really easy. Dasismi.org, D-A-S-A-S-M-I.org slash donate for the cash side. Um, Gosh, you know, it, so one of the things that my wife and I did is, um, there's another, there's a, an initiative at DASIS called Voices to End Violence, where we, that initiative, and I'm, and I'm chair of that committee, um, we raise money specifically to help fund the efforts to get our folks into schools around us to talk about healthy relationships to teens and preteens, because it's so important to do that, to help them hopefully spot red flags, stay out of abusive relationships. So many stories we hear of survivors start when, well, when I was 15 and I had my first boyfriend or my girlfriend did this or what, like we want to do that. So that's part of our thing. And we decided to fund that with a small monthly donation so that over the course of a year, it's just regular. And you can do that pretty easily through the different donation um, sites and that kind of stuff. You know, we have at dasismi.org when you go to slash donate, there's a link there to go to our full donation um, tool um, network for good, I think is what it is. And you can do a monthly donation. So you can do that for the the shelter, for our services, for whatever you want, or just to say here, Dasis, here's, you know, 50 bucks a month or whatever it is. You know, can you imagine Bill, if we had everyone, you know, our, our episodes get around, you know, let's say 500 listeners, if every listener donated $10 right now, what that could do for us. Right. Absolutely. That's yeah. just, um, and, and the other one that we uh, did this past year, which is 
2020 was such a weird year. But uh, something as simple as Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, we coordinated an effort where it was a jointly funded meal for the people at the shelter Mm. at a time that they typically don't have family with them, um, having a more traditional uh, turkey stuffing, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that actually worked very nicely and has. So um, there's so many different ways that you can help. But mm-hmm. uh, just uh, like Dan said, uh, five, $10 you put that together and it really, it starts to help. It really does. Excellent. Well, Bill, listen, thanks for being a part of this conversation today. Uh, thanks for all the work you do, not only as a board member, uh, as the, the maintenance guy. Yeah. I love that our, our organization, you know, as a board member myself, like we, we work, we don't just sit back and go, okay, go do this. Like you are there. You're the president of the board, which is a big deal. But it's less of a deal, I think, to you than actually being on that committee of facilities. Um, yep. So, I, you know, thank you for that. And uh, thanks You're for being welcome. a part of it. You're welcome. It, uh, I've told a number of people, I've been on a ton of boards in my career and lifetime. This by far is the best board I have ever been on mm. because of just that. They are, it's not the, eight people taking a step backwards to not be on the committee to do something. Mm-hmm. They're all stepping forward to, to help. And they, they're not shy. Uh, they're very quick to tell you that, uh, what the hell are you thinking? You're an idiot. <laughs> um, or they, they brainstorm as good as any group of people I've brainstormed with in my in my life. And yeah. I love that part of it. Awesome. And all right, my friend. You, thank you, Dan, for all you do for this. Oh. This is um, an excellent way to get our story out there. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- you're welcome. Thanks for that. So listeners, there you go. Dasismi.org slash donate. Uh, give t- to our efforts to help end domestic violence in our area, in our lifetime and around the world. Um, you know, whether it's a few bucks, a whole lot of money, whether it's gift cards, you can do that all there. So, uh, Bill, cheers, man. All right. Thanks again, Dan. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800 828 2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio.
This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.